Hello, and welcome to another episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr. Thanks so much for joining in, where we talk about the art and culture of running a record label. I've got some great interviews coming up for you. I'm so excited to share them with you. Um, they are some of my heroes and some of the labels that I've, I've admired for so long, and I, and I hope that you uh, also admire them and, and learn something from them. Some great interviews coming up. Um, I have to mention... Um, we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about another great interview um, that I was really inspired by with CD Baby, Kevin Berner of CD Baby, who also is the host of the DIY Musician podcast. And they're a huge podcast and a, a fantastic podcast. So if you haven't checked that out, that is going to be so helpful for your career. But I had about an hour to, to chat with him and ask him a bunch of questions about digital distribution because um, nowadays that's mostly what CD baby is known for, even though they still do physical distribution. And, and that's actually how I came to CD baby was through their, um, selling CDs on their website. I think they would stock CDs and then would people would order it, they would fulfill those orders. So that's how I came to know CD baby back when they had that baby in the CD circle, if you remember that logo. But now they're more known for as one of the many uh, digital distribution options. So I want to talk about that. Before I do, I want to mention, if you haven't already, we have some resources at our website, which is at otherrecordlabels.com. And one of them is our free guide for indie record labels. So make sure you check that out at otherrecordlabels.com. Today, I want to talk about um, sort of the idea of how to pick a digital distributor. Because like I mentioned in the episode with CD Baby, um, it wasn't a promoted, um, a sponsored uh, episode or anything. There wasn't um, a deal that I, I striked with them. It just just so happens that I had been working with them for a long time. I was a huge fan of their podcast. And so I knew that chatting with Kevin, who's the VP of marketing, I believe, um, I knew that chatting with Kevin would be really helpful for me and, and really helpful for our listeners. So I wanted to go back over that episode and pull out some four, four things that I thought were really strong nuggets of wisdom that I want to just highlight in case you missed it or um, didn't have a pen ready or forgot what he said. Uh, the, these four things, and I think that they all kind of fall under the umbrella of what to look for when you're choosing where to dist or whom to distribute your music with. Now, a lot of the people I know, because I, I get emails about it, a lot of my friends ask me, um, when you're first getting started, you want to know how to get your album up on iTunes or Spotify or Apple Music, Amazon, Tidal, et cetera. And for a lot of our labels and some of the bigger labels, that digital distribution is built into their physical distribution agreement with whoever their distributor is. If that's you, then this episode might be irrelevant, um, but I, I hope not. Um, but there, there are a lot of people, myself included, who have to go through one of these, what was that word that they always used? Aggregator? Something like that. Um, basically a third party company who will take all the information and then uh, from your release and the audio and the artwork and make sure everything looks good. And then they'll submit it to all of the platforms. And as Kevin mentioned in our episode, those platforms are continually growing very much like TikTok is, is a new platform. And there was another new one that just came out. Oh, the Sonos speakers um, have a radio station now. So hopefully our music can get distributed to that. There are a lot of options for people. I want to highlight four things, and I'm not endorsing CD Baby uh, any more than I am just saying I've used them for 10 years or more, 
and uh, I've had great success. And and so here's four takeaways from my, from my interview. The first thing is a lot of people are kind of turned off with the percentage. CD Baby takes a percentage versus DistroKid, which basically has like an annual or a monthly fee. I think it's annual. And, but they don't take a percentage of your sales. So a lot of people go, well, I don't want to give up a percentage of my sales. And I'm one of those people. I was like doing the math, thinking if I should switch because that 9% that they take, CD Baby takes 9% of your sales. I was thinking, oh man, that actually can really add up over the years. And, and you know, maybe if I switched, then I could get that 9% back. What I find very interesting is, is that Kevin said that because they take that percentage, what what shifts then for them is that they have a dog in the fight. They have skin in the game. So for you to succeed, for your tracks to do well, um, that means that they do well because they get a percentage of sales. That means they're always looking for the best deals um, when it comes to signing contracts with um, new distributors that come onto the scene or renegotiating old contracts. So I found that really interesting. And I, I know that's the case, you know, when you look at... Um, uh, a field like music supervision when when you're trying when you have someone who's brokering deals with uh, filmmakers to get your songs on in television shows and in movies and commercials um, they get a percentage and i think you know it's good to allow that and same with management and booking agents because they're going to be fighting for the best price and they're going to be fighting for the best opportunities for you because they have a percentage and i think you should be weary when people do things for free or for a fixed price because you might not know where you sit with them. Now, that's just, you know, that's not a deciding factor. Uh, there's a lot of great arguments why that 9% should stay in your pocket, and I agree with that. Um, but I found that really helpful. And when I was working on a record a couple years ago with CD Baby, I got an email from one of their reps in the UK, and he saw that I had a single coming out, and I didn't even approach him, and he um, suggested doing a push to Spotify and he kind of took care of that. I just gave him some promotional information and he took care of that. And at the time I was thinking, why was he doing that? Like, who am I to him? And then it kind of dawned on me. It's like, oh, we're partners in this. They, they get a, a percentage when I do well. So it's in their best interest that one of my songs that I've distributed with them gets put on a playlist. So I thought that was really, um, that was kind of a breakthrough for me. I thought, oh yeah, that actually makes sense. And then 9% um, makes sense. The second thing is to think long-term, that success doesn't happen in the short term. And so that means doing things like being prolific or building a catalog. We all, all we've seen with, spot, with um, streaming that is really cool is that music that is really old has suddenly found an audience. Um, you know, records, when a record, after a record is like six months old or even less time than that, uh, in the CD world, it feels like you've kind of lost your chance of, of getting that out there. But now we're seeing, if you have a great jazz record from five or 10 years ago, a song might still today be placed on a, uh, a you know, a, a dinner party playlist. Um, and so music, it will be seeing in streaming. And this is something that Kevin mentioned, and I love to think about it. And it's not really, um, it, it is something to think about in the streaming world. Um, but one of the things he said is don't delete your music. Music should not and does not have an expiry date. And so there's a lot of people who, a lot of artists who think that they've changed their style uh, or they're maybe ashamed of something. I've done it before. I understand that feeling. Um, but I think as labels, we should really encourage artists to continue to be prolific and to not delete your music. Think about things in the long term. More albums, and this is what Kevin said, more albums 
uh, mean more entry points to fans. Now, how this relates to picking a digital distributor, I should mention that one of the things I love about CD Baby is that when you pay that fee, and of course it is a little bit bigger than other companies, but when you pay that fee, and listen, this is something I think you should look for in anyone. It doesn't have to be CD Baby. But when you upload your music, it would be nice if you don't have to pay a fee for that to stay up there because you might the band might break up and there's nobody around or the label breaks up or whatever. There's nobody around to pay for those albums to stay, uh, pay that annual fee for them to stay in the uh, into Spotify or in Apple Music and they eventually get pulled. And I think that's a sad thing. I think that, um, you know, I think it's important for an album to be released and for it to be permanent. Um, I would hate for some of the records that I grew up on to be hard to find. I mean, they are, there's a lot of them that are, but I think it's important not to, to, to uh, delete your music and for artists and, and you as labels can encourage artists to remember that more albums equal more entry points for fans to find you and to dig into your catalog. The third thing um, that uh, I wanted to remind you about CD Baby, and, and now this is a little bit, uh, there's a little bit of gatekeeping here, but they have something called label services or creator services where they do work with labels. And he talked about working with Walk Off the Earth and and my label has been a part of this creative services and it's really helped. We've had our own rep and we can do some special things helping with um, priority releasing. They will also kind of dig up the success that your previous releases have had and put that together and pitch um, playlisters and and that kind of thing. Um, and so there is a, uh, he had mentioned there's like a sales threshold. So if you're a new label, that's not something you're going to be, um, is going to be an option for you, but definitely something you want to look into and something, a goal you want to work towards. And you can even email them and ask them how that's, how you can get on the path to being a part of that. But there's some really cool perks and it's, uh, um, it is really nice to have, someone on your team, someone who's helping out um, with your releases. The final thing I want to mention, and this was such a cool thing that Kevin said, he said, we are in a listening economy and not a buying economy. And you think back to the CD days, you think back to when somebody would sell a CD with 13 songs, but only one of them was the hit single and the rest were filler. Um, that doesn't work anymore. And in, you see a lot of singles in Spotify and Apple Music these days. There are people who are um, a lot more critical because they can click away. They don't have to buy a CD and, and are stuck with it because they spent $25 on it. And so I think this is something that should make people in the art world really happy about is that um, it's a it's a listening economy that people are um, spending more time listening to music. They care about what they're listening to and how it fits the, that moment in their life. Um, whereas, you know, and you, and you think about the monthly listeners stats and you think about the number of streams that's different from what we used to talk about, which was album sales and the billboard chart and how many units did you move? Um, that probably still matters for some people, but I think what's really important is, is the music that we're releasing or the music that we're creating, um, how does that fit into someone's lifestyle? How does that, um, complement their listening patterns, their listening behaviors? Um, that was something that was really interesting for me. And it encouraged me as an artist and as a label to be more prolific, um, to focus on making great music, making cohesive albums, making singles that work together, um, creating an aesthetic for the artists where listeners can dive into a catalog of three albums and two EPs and 10 singles. Uh, I think that's a beautiful thing. If you haven't already, you got to listen to this episode with CD Baby. And like I said before, 
I've said their name a lot. They didn't pay me for this post, um, for this episode. I wish they did. They still can. You can, you can pay me if you want. Um, but they're just one example of a, a distributor that I've worked with that I like. But these are some things that I want you to think about. Do they have skin in the game? Um, how can they help you with thinking long-term? Man, I can mention this in another video. I'm going to mention it in a future video. But I had heard somebody, somebody said recently, um, and I don't know who said it, but people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And you know, we're actually, my label, Other Songs, is hitting our 10-year this week, actually, our 10-year anniversary. And it's really important to look back at the catalog when you've hit 50, 60, 70 releases. And um, that's something as a new label or a medium-sized label um, you should really be thinking about is, is building this depth and thinking long-term. Uh, the third thing is label services. Do, does your distributor have anything um, that will help you along, guide you along in the process, make sure you're not missing out on anything, in helping ensure that the record gets as much day in the in the spotlight as possible. And the final thing is to remember that we're in a listing economy over a buying economy and to really think about the art and to really think about the fans first um, and, uh, and to pursue that. So I hope you found this helpful. You can go back and listen to that episode. Go to otherrecordlabels.com to download our free guide if you haven't already. Some great episodes coming up. Thanks to Kevin for doing this interview. I hope you found it helpful. And thank you so much for tuning in.